0: on 630 chat engaging conversation with Jalen nye and andrew gross breaking news with eileen bell and sports with morley scott this is the afternoon news on 630 chat edmonton's breaking news and conversation station well 306 on the 630 chat afternoon news Jalen nye andrew gross in again this afternoon for your entertainment and information. <laughs> uh, your Edmonton Eskimos set to play their home opener tomorrow night at Commonwealth. Can't wait. They opened the season last week with a win in Winnipeg. They're looking for another big win tomorrow against the Thai Cats.
1: With a look ahead to what fans can expect this season, we're joined by the one and only Edmonton Eskimos president and CEO, friend of this show, Len Rhodes. Hey, Len. Hi, Jay. Lynn. Hi, Andrew. Great
0: to have you on the show. Hey, before we get into the home opener, I know it's a big story, and, uh, but what about that Winnipeg game?
2: Oh, yeah. Boy, Is it over yet? <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. We got, well, I got home. I walked in the door at 6.05. Oy. And honest to God, listened to Brian Hall's first sports guest <laughs> in the morning, and then I went to bed. Oh. Um, so that was a heck of a long game. Um, we had two delays, as you know, yeah. uh, due to the uh, lightning in winnipeg and uh, we were uh, communicating a lot in terms of what was going on at any time when the first delay took place we were uh, talking to uh, winnipeg and to the commissioner to see okay do we skip the half time when we do come back and we had agreed we'd have a short delay for the half time but then the second delay came and then it was a lot longer than we anticipated and uh, here we were um you know, half the game being being played, and uh, it had taken so many hours just at that point. When the guys came back from the second delay, then we were uh, meeting in the concourse with uh, Randy Ambrosi Commissioner uh, Wade Miller, the president of Winnipeg, and myself, and just talking about what do we do if there's a third one. And actually, we agreed. That if there was a third lightning delay, we were going to call the game or suspend the game, and uh, then they had to look into the rule book. Yeah, the rule book states that if the game is uh, postponed, you got to play it the next day, which would have been deadly for the players because the next day after a game is the worst. T- yes. For recovery, you know, they feel all their sores, the pain in their bodies. So that would have been a difficult situation. So we tried everything to finish that game, which we did, and thank God there was no third lightning delay. I guess you know,
1: I'm just guessing that some of those some of those guys it t- would take, yeah, you know, they're, oh, and they're yeah. great athletes, but to recover from that game itself, just from those aches and pains you were talking about, would have taken a couple of days.
2: Absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. And as it was, and no excuses, because same for both teams, we did have a few injuries two that we think are directly mm-hmm. related mm-hmm. to the fact that uh when there was a delay and they came back on and um, they're just not warmed up the way they should but mm. no one's to blame in these situations you know it's surprising actually It doesn't happen more often when you look at the fact that most stadiums don't have a roof
1: yeah. right. we're in
2: canada we go through spring summer and fall um but uh wow what an experience and then we were comparing and it looks like it was the the Second longest game in history because back in 1962, there was something they called the Fog Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tiger Cats played in Toronto, and that game had to uh, be carried over into the next day to be completed because no one could see the ball.
0: Yeah, this, uh, this one became the longest continuous game. The yeah, other one right. became the longest game, right? And, Len, only you'd be one of the few people, honestly, on the planet that would know that there's much more to this than uh, than a football game when you're getting delays like that. You're, you're talking about the athletes. You're talking about uh, plans for moving them back to their home cities. You're talking about uh, production. You're talking about staff. I mean, there's just... It's more than just delaying a game by a couple of hours. There's a lot of moving parts to a football game.
2: You're not kidding, Andrew, because here's the good news and the bad news. It's um, We fly charter, and we use Canadian North, and the good news is the plane was in Winnipeg waiting for us. Whenever the game was over, we were assured that the plane would be ready for us and we'd fly home. However, if the game was carried over, we did not have hotel rooms. And at around midnight at Winnipeg time, We had some people working with our travel agency to try to secure some rooms, and we could only find 20, and uh, that's nowhere near enough for what we were going to do, so... That's how you figure out who your starters are.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I was going to say, what what else was going on in Winnipeg that night?
0: (laughs) Guys, hope you don't mind sharing a bed with three other people. (laughs) Hey, Len, before we get into the season, because that's the reason we have you on the show, but Uh in the last half hour, we were talking about uh, marijuana legislation. What's the rule going to be around Commonwealth?
2: well uh we're going to wait for the city uh to have their rules around that, so it's pretty complex, even though it's coming quite fast and i'm no uh, I'm not an expert uh, when it comes to that category, but there are a lot of questions that are outstanding because it just uh obviously passed through the Senate this week, but uh each province and then city have some regulations and it may not be consistent across the country so we're going to wait and see but uh certainly people won't be able to uh to uh smoke marijuana in the stadium it, at minimum you're going to have the same guidelines you would have for regular cigarettes but it's also going to be uh, additional restrictions so we'll wait and see but uh if anyone's holding their breath to see that they can uh, use it in the stadium uh no not wishful happen. thinking yeah. maybe
1: Len, there was some reports today that saying that uh, those live mic games are coming back, and there's going to be more of them. Uh, each team participating in two home and two away games. Um, can you confirm any of that? And your thoughts?
2: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Jaylen, here's the situation. <laughs> yeah, we were featured quite a bit a few <laughs> years ago, but um, we we support it. Um, Here's the honest-to-God truth. Tomorrow at noon, our time, the commissioner will be briefing all the team presidents. So until that time, and okay. I know there's been some uh, reports on social media, Yeah. so it does look like it's going to be happening. We had talked about it in the off-season when we were in uh, Banff as a league. Uh, we were out there and talking about how do we... How do we increase uh, you know, viewership on television? How do we get more people in the stands? So TSN has really pushed hard to try to get this. And uh, I know that the league had been talking to the Players Association and the player reps from each team. So honest to God, we are getting briefed at noon tomorrow. Until then... Uh, I can't get into the details because even myself, I don't know what was actually agreed to at this point in time. Mm.
1: All I have to say, though, is the memes of Jason Moss that are re- <laughs> responding to some of these tweets. Rather amusing this afternoon. Hey, he's a yeah. guy with passion. Oh, love it. Yeah,
2: I, I, I love Jason because he is the real deal. He's genuine. Yep. Uh, there's no acting with uh, Jason. And he does anything and everything that's in the best interest of the club. Um, you know, what, what's going to be interesting to see is if you're a head coach and, you're, uh, and the offensive coordinator, which is the case with Jason, uh, what's going to be, uh, what's the plans for that? And that's mm-hmm. where we're going to find those things out, I guess, okay. tomorrow. All
0: right. All right, let's talk about the game, uh, the home opener. Um, the, I guess I could call it the $70,000 question. What, uh, what is exciting and new for uh, tomorrow? Yeah, so
2: why $70,000 on 50 It's because it's our 70th year of play for the Edmonton Eskimos.
1: Very cool.
2: Here since 1949, and this is the 70th season of play, and it coincides actually with the 40th anniversary of Commonwealth Stadium, <laughs> which was built uh, and then we played in starting in 1978. So those are the milestones and the reason why we want to do something special. And uh, we know 50 is really popular here, and when you have a carryover or if you seed it, which we 're doing tomorrow it just brings uh, extra people into the stadium there 's no doubt, so we apply to AGLC Alberta Gaming Liquor Commission for the ability to seat it it 's actually the club it 's costing us one hundred and forty thousand dollars because the take home jackpot starts at seventy tomorrow, <laughs> but the other seventy goes to uh, towards amateur football, so that 's why it 's fifty fifty. So for $140,000, we're able to do it. We got the green light, and, um, you know, we all know what happens. Uh, We had (laughs) the North American record. Until late last year, because the Vancouver Canucks had uh, a few carryovers, and they've now broken the record, so uh, we'll see where things go. So,
1: sorry, how many uh, folks, uh, well, first off, how many season tickets have you sold? And uh, number two, how many tickets for tomorrow's game uh, on top of it? Uh, What are we expecting tomorrow night?
2: Okay, so uh, the first question, uh, we've sold, we're up by over 1,000 season seat holders this year, Jalen. So we're at about 20,800, if my memory serves me right. Right, which uh, going into a Great Cup year is just uh, fantastic, and uh, then our challenge next year is to make sure that people had such a good time that they keep renewing their uh, season seats. So that obviously is a factor that you benefit when you're the host for the Great Cup um, is season seats. If you want your Great Cup tickets first, you got to buy season seats. Tomorrow, right now, uh, you know we're trying to adhere to a policy of not sharing. Uh, numbers okay. in terms of where we're selling tickets until game day and then we announce it. But okay. let's put it this way. We're hoping to beat Saskatchewan, which uh, so far this year had the highest attendance mm. at 29.9. Oh. So uh, we certainly want 30,000-plus awesome. tomorrow.
0: Okay. Well, you know, and aside from the... Uh, listen, aside from the fact that if you want to get great cup tickets, that's the best way to get them. Aside from uh, the fact that it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow, mm-hmm. might be a, you might get a skiff of rain, but that'll just cool things down. Aside from all of that, Len, this is a really good team this year. I really like the depth of this uh, Eskimo squad, and uh, I really liked what I've seen on the field already, both in Exhibition and in Winnipeg. Mike Riley yeah. is on top of his game.
2: Mm. Well, you know, I can tell you when we came back, when the team came back from minicamp, which was held in Vegas this year, Brock, both Brock Sunderland and uh, Jason Moss both both felt that they uh, had an advantage by having the minicamp, that the guys were ahead of where we were last year. Mm-hmm the coaching staff uh, pretty well intact this year uh, compared to last year. Those were all benefits. Now, there's a lot of great things. Now, we are, there's this little curse known of injuries, which mm-hmm. we hoped was going to be over last year. We had a few carryovers from injuries last year into this year, but in our first game last week, we had a few more, So, but uh, it's no excuses. It's uh, Brock Sunderland always says, okay, who's the next man up? It's not like you can negotiate once someone's injured and try to uh, say a prayer and that they're going to come back on the field so you got to take the time necessary i know brock uh, had a a meeting this morning at seven o'clock with the team doctor physiotherapist to make sure that we're doing everything we can to protect our players and keep them safe but uh, it's a physical game and accidents are going to occur but yeah Andrew, the uh, team looks really solid. Look what Mike Riley did, but there was also great guys catching those balls. And when you think of uh, Bahar at that two-point conversion, which you were probably—well, Andrew, I know you stay up late, so maybe Jaylen, you were sleeping at that point. I don't know. Oh, I was up.
0: Yeah, yeah, there. I I caught the ball with (laughs) him.
2: Some people got up for uh, you know a little uh, uh, midnight snack and thought it was a replay of the game.
1: (laughs) Uh, Len, curious, and I you know you've been you've been asked this before, but I haven't asked you the question. You know, we Andrew, we were talking about uh, how great the team looks this year, just how cool as a cucumber Mike Riley is, and uh, and the depth of the team. Um, is there added pressure on the team and you and Mike and and the coaches uh, and the players, given the fact that we're hosting the Great Cup this year?
2: There sure is, and we don't apologize for it. Uh... So some some teams in some eras, even within our team, people would say we're too superstitious to even talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not superstitious, you know. You, you're in control of what you want to do and what you've got to do. Um, you know great history with our club since 1949 as i mentioned our 70th season of play we know we've won 14 great cups but there's one thing we haven't accomplished with this franchise yet is winning a great cup right here in front of our own fans in edmonton we've only hosted the great cup four times since 1949 which blows everyone's minds away Mm -hmm. Uh, only four times how could that be because for the most part They were being played in stadiums where there was a roof or or in warmer climates. So um, this is going to be the fifth time, and we want to win it. And we came out of the gate saying this is extra special. And even Jason Moss said last week, I heard him speaking in one of his interviews and said, yeah, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't uh, more pressure to win it this year. We want to win it every year. Every team wants to win it every year. But there's, the, the ultimate thrill would be winning, playing and winning the Great Cup right here at Commonwealth Stadium in front of our uh, 50-some thousand fans and knowing that there's going to be fans across the country as well. But that's one that, you know, money just can't buy these uh, milestones and that's one we truly, truly mm-hmm. want. So whatever people say, trust me, everyone wants to win it even more so this year. <laughs> and yes, there's extra pressure. But that's what separates the men from the boys. Uh, You've got to perform when the time is
0: calling on you. Uh, Len, your choice, because you're a good friend, uh, softball or hard question? Ah, hard question. All right. Uh, who started the rumor about Terrell Owens? Was that, you uh, know, uh, I mean, you're a marketing guy from way yeah. back. That drew yeah. a lot of attention uh, nationally to the team. Was that the plan or was that a real thing or was that just made up?
2: Yeah, no, it's on the negotiation list, so uh, there's players in the U.S., and at any time, all nine teams in the CFL can put players on their list um, in terms of who they have the negotiation power with. doesn't mean to say you have plans to bring a player in, but it does mean to say if a team ever did have a player in the CFL, you get first dibs on that player. Uh, they, these are all good things. You see what happened in Hamilton uh, with uh, you know Mansell, and yeah. it brings attention to it. Now he did have some challenges and issues, and made some mistakes in his past. Uh, I personally believe that um, you know it's what you do today and what you do tomorrow that counts, and uh, we all make. Mistakes now, mind you, some are bigger than others. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's a good thing when we're talking about superstars uh, that come in, but the quality of the talent, they get the headlines, but the quality of the talent, you just look at our own guys right here, is incredible, Mm -hmm. and to be at a CFL level is incredible, and often when you have American players coming in, they think it's going to be a cakewalk. Well, they realize yeah, they the field's sure larger, so it's not that easy. The and there's rules only are three different. downs, Len. We have yeah, to keep yeah. all of
0: them, by the way, did you know? Hey, you know, the easy question was going to be, uh, who's performing at halftime?
2: Oh, tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow it's actually, uh, so we have a new uh, drumline and hype team uh, that's going to be on the field with the uh, cheer team. So uh, in our uh, preseason game, we brought in this new uh, drum team, a new hype team, and they were outside the uh, stadium going through tailgating, going on Stadium Road and interacting with the fans. It got fabulous feedback. So they're going to be the uh, performance for the halftime during our game tomorrow in addition to what they do pre-game. Uh, But it's all hands on deck for 50-50. So we have 100 people in to sell tickets tomorrow. Awesome. Which is, I think, (laughs) 25 to 30 more than the last time. And uh, the Wildcats, the the, uh, Golden uh, Bears, Mm -hmm. uh, the Huskies are all sending their uh, players over. So we've uh, got more handheld machines to accommodate the 100 vendors. We've added more printers. Without getting too technical, sometimes it takes long to draw the winning ticket. And what people don't all realize is, according to the rules and regulations of AGLC, if you buy a ticket with 10 numbers on it for 20 bucks, we have to print 10 tickets in the back end to put into the drum yeah, so that yeah. it's a truly random draw. Some other provinces use electronic uh, um, uh, draws, which is a lot faster and more efficient. But we're not allowed to do that in Alberta yet. So if there is large demand, uh, we will advise people accordingly if there is a delay of any sorts. But you know it's always going to be on our website. And uh, when we've had those three hundred and dollars and $400,000 jackpots, uh, we've put it on the website and they've been claimed. Time
0: awesome to upgrade Len. that uh, Radio Shack printer of yours.
1: Game time <laughs> is uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. The kickoff, if you're not going, you can watch it right here on 630 Chet. That's right. Len Rhodes, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Always great to have you on the show. It's a pleasure. And gates open uh,
2: two hours before kickoff tomorrow, so 6 o'clock. And before I leave, uh, City of Edmonton, or ETS, have uh, increased the service, and uh, Ticket to Ride is going to start at 4 o'clock tomorrow, Park and Ride at 5.30, so everyone is uh, ready for tomorrow, knowing that there's a 50-50 at uh, at stake.
1: All right, Len, thanks so much. Hope to see you soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thanks to Len Rhodes for joining us for the last 20 minutes. Again, uh, you're... You can listen to the game right here on 630 Ched. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kickoff is at 8 o'clock. And the countdown to kickoff brought to you by Dinette and Patio will happen right after your Edmonton Oilers uh, make that... um pick their first pick at the draft.
0: Yeah, Reed Wilkins will have that for you. The 630 Chet NHL draft coverage powered by Fast Track Indoor Karting. It's adrenaline pumping. It's safe. It's fun. Fast Track Indoor Karting, Edmonton.ca. And if that wasn't enough, folks, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the afternoon today, we're going to have two pairs of tickets for the Edmonton Eskimos home opener to give away to you. So stay by your radio, You'll stay ha- by your phone.
1: You'll have to be able to pick them up tomorrow during the day. That's right. That, yeah, actually. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. tomorrow during the day. So remind, uh, we close
0: let's say by four tomorrow. We'll mm-hmm. say i got to be here by four tomorrow. So when we give you the number to call uh, or the queue to call, the number will be four nine six zero zero six three. So I'm telling you right now, not, now, but <laughs> when it is time 496-0063 and while we're talking phone numbers by the way mm. uh, the other day we had a topic We I think Grant Fedorik was in from yeah. Leading Edge yep. Physiotherapy and we were asking you to phone or text us your questions and a lot of people I think texting for the first time to the show didn't realize you don't text that 496-0063 number, it's a landline we can't get you text uh, so if you want to get hold of the show anytime it's 630-630 is the text number yes I know that's only six digits it still works, or if you want to phone us 496-0063. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.